This is the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast. Here's Rick Uccino and SP3 on the Believe Podcast Network. Oh, and a good Wednesday morning to y'all. NXT in the rearview mirror. Dynamite. All eyes ahead for that. Got so much to get into today. On the Believe in Pro Wrestling podcast, Jeremy Bennett in in his normal time slot this week. I'm not having internet issues. Hopefully his power stays on as he's getting rained on out there in beautiful Nebraskan country. What, what do they call Nebraska? Nebraska. <laughs> your, your corn, right? Yeah, right. Cornhusker State. Yeah, that'd be it okay, right there. there. Yeah. All right. More yeah, a little bit of thunder. A little bit of thunder, a little bit of lightning, but uh, so far so good. All right. Well, hopefully you stay through throughout the entirety of this podcast. We got a lot to get into today, as I said, including a new old face, a new old voice returning to NXT last night in Apollo Crews. Always love it when they take the very seldom used and often missed cast main roster members and go, you know what? Maybe we messed up. Let's send them back down to NXT and actually use these people. So it was a very pleasant surprise to see Apollo Crews uh, make his return. And you know what? They didn't waste any damn time. He stepped right up to the plate next to Mr. Big Braun Breaker, kind of like they're they're pulling exactly what they did with Dolph Ziggler. But does that mean they'll do exactly what they did with Dolph Ziggler? We will dive into that. Congratulations go out to Roxanne Perez as she defeated uh, Tiffany Stratton to win the first ever women's breakout tournament, which means a date with Mandy Rose is in her future. We will talk about that as well. New reports over this judgment day. I'll go ahead and call it fiasco at this point uh, with Edge being removed. Fightful Select have some more information out on that. Uh, we will dive into that as well. And you know what? Let's let's talk about Dynamite tonight because Tony Khan has the very important job now of booking a tournament to crown a new AEW interim world champion with CM Punk on the shelf for um, a majority of the summer with his foot injury. We know John Moxley is going to be in the main event of Dynamite tonight, but who he will he face? We will dive into all of that on today's show. First things first, got to thank our friends over at Bet Online. They continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Get the latest odds, news, developments on this year's NBA Finals, the uh, NHL Conference Finals and Finals, Major League Baseball, Reds are hot, all of a sudden scoring runs left and right. You get the latest fighting news, even next season's early NFL futures. It's all there. Head on over to the website, use your mobile device, sign up today, receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get that bonus and get started. Get on into the action. That is B-L-E-A-V. Bet online where the game starts. And before we get started, just a reminder if you missed yesterday's announcement, it was made official. We were unable uh, here on Believe in Pro Wrestling uh, to follow through on our uh, Money in the Bank ticket giveaway due to the venue change. So we do apologize for that. However, we're making it up in about as best way possible. By just moving that train on down the line, and we are going to be giving away now two tickets to SummerSlam in Nashville for all my Midwest folk. Much easier to get on over to Nashville than it would be Las Vegas, so make sure you check out my pinned tweet at Rick Uccino on Twitter. For those listening uh, on the podcast, that is R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. 
It's very simple to get registered, folks. Retweet my pinned tweet. Make sure you are subscribed to the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel. And that's it. You're registered. You're done. You're in. We will select our winners. Money in the Bank weekend. Money in the Bank is July 2nd. So you have a little over three weeks to get registered. By the way, if you're already subscribed to the channel, you're halfway home. All right. Well, this isn't just for new subscribers. We reward everybody here at Believe in Pro Wrestling. So all you got to do is just retweet my pinned tweet. And for those of you who did register for the Money in the Bank giveaway, you are automatically qualified. You're automatically in. So thank you guys uh, for all your support. Make sure to pound the thumbs up button while you're here. Make sure to hit that uh, subscribe button. Turn those notifications on. We really, really need your help uh, as we continue to grow this channel. All right, Jeremy, let's dive into the big news last night. Leading off tonight is somebody that I wasn't expecting to talk about, frankly, for the majority of this year, uh, because he has not been doing a whole lot. He has basically been Mr. Main Event, uh, along with Commander Aziz. And, well, now I, I kind of feel bad for Commander Aziz because... He was not there last night because there was no reason for Commander Aziz to be there last night because we saw the old Apollo Crews, maybe even a bit of a newish Apollo Crews, uh, show up and step up to the plate to Mr. Braun Breaker as he's wondering is what is next for him after defeating Joe Gacy for the 1800th time. Apollo Crews is back. The Nigerian accent is gone. This looks much more like the Apollo Crews like we should have been getting for a very, very long time now. Yeah, NXT is now going to get a taste of Yuha Nation, the man that we thought we were getting when he came over to NXT several years ago. It, it is very interesting. He gets called up to the main roster, and I, I really honestly don't think he was even in a, ever in a feud in NXT, let alone hold a title. I don't think he had a feud in NXT before he got called up. So he got called up way too soon. I don't Didn't remember know. him in NXT like very much yeah. at all. He was not, he might've had a little thing with Corbin, but he really did not have ever an established feud, let alone uh, any kind of success in NXT, which was mind blowing. Uh, very big surprise. Nobody saw that really coming and uh, a very promising surprise because when I was doing a, a in your house post show, I'm looking at that roster, and I really only see one guy that could really legitimately challenge Braun Breaker right now, and that's Grayson Waller, and he steps out in the in the North American segment. So, uh, you know, there it was really interesting to see who was going to challenge Braun Breaker. I was getting ready to, I was getting ready to to get a let out a big sigh if Joe Gacy was coming out again, because uh, I just couldn't think of anybody. This is a great surprise. Uh, we'll get that. We'll get the Apollo Crews that we know and love from the Indies. I think you saw that in the main event on NXT last night, and uh, it, it was a very pleasant surprise and a a very pleasant surprise for the NXT universe as they gave him a very nice ovation. Yeah, absolutely, and and they have been doing that for for any of the alumni, whether it was yeah. Dolph Ziggler or for Natalia, obviously for. Uh, uh, for Finn Balor when he was back as well. Uh, even the the Viking Raiders, to be completely honest with you. I'm looking up Apollo Cruz's uh history here according to the internet wrestling uh database. Um he did not have very many many televised uh matches in NXT, a lot of traveling house show matches against some of these names. All right, see for Elias Sampson. Remember when Elias existed? Remember when Elias had a last name? 
I know his younger right. brother. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Uh, Riddick Moss. All right, not my bad. my my 2022 breakout wrestler of the main roster this year. Yes, there you go. Uh, Angelo Dawkins back in 2016 at a Tampa show. Hell, uh, remember he used to team with Sawyer Fulton before Fulton joined Sanity. There's a little trivia for you. Yeah, well, I mean, I was just getting just going down there. This was back when. He was back in NXT when Balor was NXT champion the first time. Yeah. He did not have many televised matches at all, but he did no. wrestle guys like Corbin. He did wrestle Ty Dillinger, uh, Alex Riley. There's a, a blast from the past. Uh, Christopher Gerard. Um, you know, yeah, they, he had zero feuds down there no. before he got called up. <laughs> he had really nothing, and really, he ha he did nothing of 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 substance. He's one of these guys that. You know, they gave a chance during the pandemic, man, and he he flourished about as much as he could with that Nigerian Prince gimmick. I think oh. it was. Man, it was almost doomed from the get go, and I think it's just because nobody could really take him seriously the way that they were uh, presenting him, whether it's when the, the 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 big ass, you know, spear that he was walking down to the ring with or whether it was the the nigerian accent which we all knew was was very you know phony um you know nobody could really just kind of buy into it we what we wanted right and i think you're seeing this more and more and more is is people just want to connect with who you actually are yeah um you have some of the great character workers in in professional wrestling Guys like Danhausen, guys like Bray Wyatt, who can take these these larger than life characters and and get them over and and part of their um and part of what gets them over is the mystique because you don't know what they're really like. But you got guys like Apollo Crews, so I think we just want to connect with and and see who they really are and just let this dude be a total badass. Well, on top of that, guys like Bray Wyatt, the what they do is believable, and what they did with Apollo was forced upon him and it just wasn't natural so that's why it didn't yeah. come across good where with bray or you know dan Housen or any of the, anybody it's effortless for them it's natural you know and uh that's why it just didn't come come across as good so now now i guess they said he came over for monday night raw so let's let's put uh let's put old uh commander aziz and omos together in a tag team how about that i mean you know what if mm. you're gonna get a you know this honestly though, this might be a good thing for Commander Aziz if he does make his way onto television. Whether whether MVP pulls him into yeah. a tag team with Omos, right? The problem yeah. with that tag team is the same the, the same problem you had with the Brothers of Destruction. Who do you who, who are you well, booking to beat them monsters, right? Well, that that well, I mean, and neither one's a good worker either. So <laughs> yeah, they're they're both stiff, right? Like um, I think Omos is still a little bit green, but at least Commander Aziz, can we finally get this man? some gear that he looked comfortable in yeah because whether it's wrestling in that skin tight tank top or it's that big ass commander jacket like and those pants that dude just does not look comfortable in a wrestling ring get this man some actual gear that allows him to, to feel like himself maybe that maybe he can move a little bit better and we can actually see uh what he can do but 
Apollo Cruz, though, go the, the main guy. This is a guy who has, I think, constantly gotten the shaft in WWE. Yeah. Uh, they, they'll push him for a little bit. Oh, here, here's the United States Championship. Oh, okay, well, we're going to drop that in, a, in about a month or two. Uh, and then we're going to take you off the television. You're going to be in catering. Oh, we're going to bring you over. You're going to do something cool here. Ah, uh, yeah, we're not really going to revisit that. And then it's like they finally put all of their cards on the table with him when the fans weren't there. Like when nothing like really mattered because the fans weren't there, they weren't living off of actual reactions. And then you notice like the second that the fans came back, he disappeared. Mm-hmm. He just went <clears throat> bye. They put the Intercontinental Championship. This man, it wasn't that long ago he beat Big E for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 37. At, at a lengthy feud. Yes. A very, very lengthy feud. Oh, by the way, that was still the last time the Intercontinental Championship was defended on a premium live event, but I well, digress. Well, <sighs> yeah, much like uh, this gives Commander Aziz a chance to be on his own, much like Fabian Eichner not getting called up with Imperium. Now he is repackaged and has had a month's worth of vignettes as uh, Giovanni Vici. And Giovanni. He's going to debut next week, so uh, now this is his chance to shine even though he didn't get the major call up so you got you got you got you some chances now in nxt i don't know what this is going to lead toward because if you look at you know all the other people who have come down uh natalia it was more of a cup of coffee uh they didn't really need to do anything to kind of like repackage or rebuild her do anything like that that was just a oh hey here's a very talented female veteran who can mix it up with some of these young people that'll be fun for a little bit so that was a different kind of all right, here's Natalia in NXT, yeah. and she kind of got her flowers a little bit, but Finn Balor's booking, for the most part, which we'll talk about him coming up here in a little bit, his his booking on the main roster did not improve from his NXT run. Yeah. Viking Raiders disappeared. The the Dolph Ziggler, once he dro- randomly dropped the NXT championship after WrestleMania weekend, we didn't see him again until literally Monday. He kind of disappeared, so... Th- is this going to be another one of those enjoy the ride while it happens because he's going to go right back to being the Apollo Crews that we know on the main roster? Or do you think there is a chance that he can kind of reinvent himself and finally show the main roster what he's worth here? Yeah, I don't know. I think, uh, well, I think Natalia Price was supposed to stay longer and feud with Nikita Lyons, but then Nikita got hurt. Hurt, yeah. Um, a lot of things. I don't know. This could be a situation where it's like Balor, when he got that second run, uh, this could be a lot longer run. Reestablish yourself now. Of course, it didn't work for Balor when he returned. Yet now he's uh, in Judgment Day. That I think that as a heel, as the old prince uh, that he when he was leading the Bullet Club, this could be something that is the biggest thing for him since that mark. So uh, there, there is something for Balor now finally. But I mean, with Ziggler, yeah. Him and Rude, where they're going to job to Elmas now? Is Elmas going to get rebuilt after losing are they two? baby faces now? It like, looks I'm, like I'm, it, yeah. I'm fine with babyface Bob, but like. Are they going to get fed to Elmas and get to build his wins back now? Or, you know, is that all they're going to do with that? Or, you know, that's I, all I expect that they're going to do is just get fed to Elmas at this point. I mean, I feel like they're going to get fed to Omos first, and then somehow, some way, that's going to open them up to get a tag team title shot because they need a fresh pair of baby faces to get fed to the Usos. Well, um, I heard, I heard they brought back a uh, Rude's old theme uh, when he, and he was wrestling by himself for a while in live events, uh, which has not been the case obviously with this week, but he'd been, he, they brought back the old glorious theme for him. 
So I, I don't know what's going on here. Um, so that was kind of a complete surprise. Uh, with Apollo, I don't know. It's weird. You, you never know what Vince wants to do. But at the same time, I think it would be great to have him just have a run because he never yes. had a feud in NXT. He's got one now. He's He teamed up with Solo in the main event. That was a great surprise. I figured Hey, we finally, I figured that was going to be Cameron Grimes. So, And we finally, finally got some, some long-term booking here, right? Because now, yeah. clearly, what Roman Reigns and Apollo Crews were talking about on that couch on SmackDown oh so many months ago was the fact that it was like, Roman was like, hey, look, I got this cousin yep. at an NXT, right? Yep. I need to go yep. down there eventually. You know, once he's, you know, he's up, I need you to make sure, take care of him down there, make sure everything's going all right. And then, boom. All of a sudden, long-term booking. Now we get Apollo Crews and Solo Sokoa tag teaming in the main event. They did get the win last night. Apollo Crews picking up the win by pinning Grayson Waller. Uh, it was a good matchup. I I have decided, right, very, very recently to not try to look too far down the road and not try to look too too much into things anymore. This no. This Judgment Day thing has thrown me completely for a loop. I'm just going to try to enjoy the ride and then analyze it and pick things apart after I've seen it because well, it's almost that, impossible to try to figure out what's going on in WWE on a day-to-day -day basis anymore. That's surprise, long, long term. I mean, that surprised the hell out of me, and it was a great surprise last night. But at the same time, when you look at it, step, it taking a step back, Edge is not a full-timer. So him leading a faction didn't seem like it had legs to begin with, which was interesting because then he started leading this faction. You're like, oh, is he sticking around 300 days a year now? And now this, yeah, then they gave us the big swerve. So uh, we'll, we'll, we'll agree to disagree on that. And we'll talk about Judgment Day and the new report coming out from Fightful Select uh, in just a few moments. First things first, let's, let's talk about the here and now with Mr. Apollo Cruz, as well as, you know, a few other uh, important questions and topics that we got going on for you today. It's time to answer the five count on the Believe Podcast Network. So this is almost a carbon copy of what they did with Dolph Ziggler when he made his return to NXT. And at that point, nobody believed. Nobody believed that they would dare put the NXT championship on Dolph Ziggler. That is exactly what they did. They put the NXT championship on Dolph Ziggler. Granted, he, he took out Tommaso Ciampa in a triple threat match to make that happen and then ultimately did defeat Braun Breaker in a match that meant nothing because literally two days later they decided to put the belt back on Braun Breaker when it looked like he was going to get called up to the main roster. So I'll go ahead and, uh, and, and ask this, true or false, number one here on the five count, Apollo Crews will defeat Braun Breaker to become the new NXT champion, Jeremy. Mm. False unless they are truly calling up Breaker. Um, I think break if they're not calling up Breaker, I don't think Apollo's going to be the one to take it off of him. And it makes zero sense to have a main roster guy take it off of him for the second time in less than three or four months. I think that's kind of ridiculous booking. So if you're keeping Braun in NXT, you got to absolutely have him beat Apollo until you can build somebody back up, either a Cameron Grimes or uh or Grayson Waller uh cuz like I said on a on an NXT in your house post show Grayson Waller was the only legitimate guy I could think of that could challenge Braun because Carmelo won the title back and uh you know there was really nobody else that that really was legitimately ready for that main event slot I think Grayson Waller would be and obviously Cameron Grimes Cameron Grimes is 
probably long overdue for the main roster at this point too. So unless you're calling him up post SummerSlam, pre-SummerSlam, whatever, no, not no. If he's staying in NXT, uh, no, you don't have Braun lose it to Apollo. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm stunned that Braun did not get uh, the call up because I mean, man, when he had that cup of coffee, I thought he nailed it on Monday Night Raw, and I thought Vince McMahon got one look at him and was like, yeah. Uh, at oh, the same he, time, he had like 15 matches in his career at that point too. But yeah, that doesn't really he, matter. That, that that doesn't really matter at some points either. So. Yeah, but right now, also you're you're looking at a summer where you know you need you need depth. You need depth, yeah. especially on SmackDown. My lord, do they need reinforcements on SmackDown in both the tag team division, in the women's division, and yeah, I'll say it, even some main event level guys. So depending on how high you view the ceiling for Braun Breaker, he could instantly come in on SmackDown on Fox and be a major, major player. Well, Helena Cell told you that SmackDown had all a one match on that pay-per-view. One match is all they had. I mean, hell, you had that WrestleVotes report that said they're, you know, they're not happy with their roster on SmackDown, in which case I go, hey, guys, you set the roster. You make the rules. If you ain't happy with how something is set, unless unless Fox is holding you back or USA is holding you back, fix it. Maybe we'll get the, some some new reinforcements with the the new addition to Maximum Male Models. I think Max Dupree has. Excuse me. Excuse me. Max Dupree uh, has actually been a pretty nice uh, addition to uh, Friday Night SmackDown. I, so I love far. how it just gets right into adam's face he's talking there is no personal bubble look there's just something about max la night who who was working with him on dark matches uh it was mace and i believe monsoor uh was working with him uh as pretty deadly would be perfect for them guy for him uh pretty deadly would be perfect i think fingers crossed i think cesaro in that role, a guy who does look Tyler like Breeze in runway model, Tyler Breeze, but I think I think Tyler's kind of retired uh, at this point. Yeah, he's, he's just that. running flatbacks. He hasn't even competed since he uh, since he was gone. So yeah, if Tyler was still with the company, I think hell, I think he and Fondango would have been a slam dunk uh, for that. It's like why couldn't they come up with this gimmick two years ago? And had Cesaro and Tyler Breeze and and Fandango be in this group because that would have been a home run, I think. Um, if they can talk Cesaro into coming back, because there's been those reports that you know there are the at least the speculation that there mm-hmm. are those who believe that he could resign with, uh, with, with 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 WWE. I think that's the kind of anchor that can make this group work. Yeah. Um, if you're just throwing in, you know the the maces and the monsoors and the guys that they have not shown any um, willingness to book in a main event capacity at all. I feel like you're just putting together retribution again in a, in a different package and you're just going to book them to lose, but yeah. they should be booked to win. But again, I digress. SmackDown needs some new people. So maybe we get some NXT call-ups to fill up, you know, maximum male models and, and we can get that going and, and refresh everything. And they have added some new people. The problem is I think people have a hard time, and I'm talking about the fans here, the the fans have a hard time investing in these new people because of a lot of the unnecessary changes, which is something that we've talked about. I think Pete Dunn would be a star. I think people are hesitant to get behind Butch, right? Gunther is a star, but I think he would be a star already if he was still Volter. So 
We'll see. I don't think he's actually been de- derailed because of that, though. That's one no, of the few exceptions. No, he but like not. at the but same his time, booking has been there. The booking oh, has yeah. been there. Oh, he's gonna smoke Ricochet. <laughs> uh, he's going to commit murder on Friday. Yeah. Like that's yeah. just gonna happen. Like poor Ricochet. I'm sorry, Rip. Your Intercontinental Title run should have been much more. Uh, but I as with right. about most of the people in the last decade. Yeah, absolutely. To to answer the question, as I've gotten completely far off on this tangent, <laughs> yes, unless Breaker's going up to help solidify that SmackDown roster. No, Apollo Crews is not going to be winning the, the NXT championship because again, there's there's no Tommaso Ciampa in this situation for Apollo Crews, unless they throw Solo Sokoa in this match. But he's trying to go after the uh, North American championship right now. So uh we shall see. Either way, let's just enjoy the ride. Apollo Crews is getting this opportunity. That's great for him. We'll see where it goes. Let <laughs> you know, it play it's out, kind of, as some it's, may say. It's kind of funny how Carmelo Hayes might be right. This might, the North American title might be the A championship right now. Yeah. With everybody involved. Paul, well, Apollo was in that match, but I mean, every I said it on Twitter right before the main event. I go, everybody in this, everybody involved in this match, and then I, at the same time, I was thinking Cameron Grimes is going to come out. Everybody in this match could be on the main roster right now, uh, let alone the NXT Championship picture, and they're all in the in the North American title picture. So that 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 is truly the A Championship right now, and the because it, it was the better match in your house. It's been the better booked championship as of late, and. Yeah, see, Kamara, the way Kamara. they book the North American Championship is how they used to book the Intercontinental Championship and how they still should book yeah. the Intercontinental Championship. Yep. If your wrestlers care about it, if you book it like you care about it, then the fans will care about it. Just my two cents on that. Uh, Roxanne Perez did defeat Tiffany Stratton last night to uh, win the first ever women's breakout tournament with Nikita Lyons out. And we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. This seemed to be a slam dunk. No brainer. I, she, pi- I picked it before she got hurt. Yeah, you did. You did. I don't. I still think and we'll never know. Maybe <laughs> we will because it's WWE and this is all talk to Uncle Sean. He might tell you. I think Nikita Lyons was a slam dunk to win this match because I think Nikita Lyons before the injury was a slam dunk to beat Mandy Rose for that NXT Women's Championship. So I'll ask this question, true or false, Jeremy? With Nikita Lyons out, Roxanne Perez will defeat Mandy Rose to become the new NXT Women's Champion, a match that she gets via winning this breakout star tournament. True, because Toxic Attraction is getting called up as soon as they could possibly get called up. Uh, and we just probably learned today who's taking the tag titles off of them as well with uh, Indy Hartwell and Cora Jade. So I think all three of those young women are going to hold the titles here within the next month. I'm going to say true, but I'm going to disagree with you. I don't know if Toxic Attraction is getting called up as a group. I think Mandy Rose is They have to. I think Mandy, follow me on this one. I think Mandy Rose is going back up to the main roster. And I think Mandy Rose is going to be reunited with Sonya Deville. And that is going to be your tag team on SmackDown. Because if you look at it, Sonya Deville has completely disappeared from television. Yeah. She is gone ever since she lost back-to-back matches towards Alexa Bliss. This, to me, makes all the sense in the world. Because, one, you need established main roster tag teams. And from what I can tell, they have no interest in unifying the tag team titles. So you're you're having Toxic Attraction have this pretty good run down there. You keep the belt on them instead of doing another makeshift tag team uh, like Indy and uh, 
uh, drawing a blank. Cora Jade would be, this would be like Cora Jade's like fourth different tag partner in the last like three months. Um, you could bring up Mandy and Sonia. They're more established as main event type stars. Sonia Deville has been heavily featured on TV in that authoritative role for, uh, for the better part of a year, year and a half now, Mandy Rose, NXT champion. I think that is a kind of team that would add some credibility to the women's tag team division. And you could do something with them up on the main roster. I think that makes all the sense in the world to put them back together. And I do think that's what WWE will do as they try to piece together some tag teams eventually and get that tournament going for the uh, women's tag team titles. I think that's the route they're going to go. I disagree because if you call Mandy Rose up and then just put her in a tag team with Sonya Deville, you haven't really established a, a, an advancement with her. She needs to be the leader of a group. They need to call up toxic attraction together to keep Mandy important. If she gets up, goes up, calls up by her own, uh, by herself, she loses all the importance that she had when she was the leader of toxic attraction in NXT. I mean, it, it all depends on if, if, GG and JC are ready. If you think GG and JC are ready, I know yeah. GG is. I don't know about Jace. I don't know about JC though. And and we have seen them be hesitant to call up full groups, which is why I mean, again, look at Imperium, right? Instead yeah. Fabian Eichner. Now that made all the sense in the world. Just bring all three of them up. Yeah. Now we're getting you know uh, Giovanni Vici instead of Fabian Eichner. And um, you're probably right, but it's the wrong thing to do because then you're just back at square one with. Oh, Mandy I wouldn't Rose. say it was, I didn't. I wouldn't say it was necessarily be the the right thing to do. I could yeah. just see that being the case that WWE does that. I do think Mandy Rose is needed back up on the main roster at this yeah. point. I think yeah. you got enough young, uh, up and coming talent. Uh, somebody like Roxanne Perez, who is you know by all all means a prodigy, uh, in this business, could have a really really strong run with the. Uh, with the NXT championship and she could continue to develop and, you know, earn her stripes down in NXT. I think she's going to be hot shot toward the main roster sooner rather than later, but she's still got a little bit uh, that she can work on there. Um, yeah. Put the title on her. I think this is 100% going to be true. Let Nikita Lyons get uh, healed up and healthy. And then those two can feud uh, over the championship, you know, whenever Nikita comes back. And you can open up Mandy to do whatever you need her to do, but she's needed up on the main roster. If you look at, again, I'll point to SmackDown, right? If you look at that six-pack challenge that we saw on Friday, I love all the ladies in that match. I think they're all talented. I think they all deserve better booking than what they have gotten. But you had nobody in that match that the, the crowd was invested in. They just, they were not invested in, whether it's... It, it's been bad booking, whether it's this, they've been around for so long that they, they don't view them as, as credible challengers at this point, or that they're just too fresh of baby faces that they haven't really gotten behind yet. Nobody was invested in that six person challenge match. And it only went four minutes. They, they booked that entire match in four minutes and it ended up being Natalia and, and she's going to get her shot against Ronda Rousey, which makes some sense from a historical standpoint, but I don't think your main you know, your, your casual fans that the main fan, I don't think they, they care so much uh, uh, about this match. They need some people that the audience can get invested in. Problem is, I don't know if Manny Rose fits that bill because they need some baby faces over there. I don't think Sony Deville necessarily fits that role, but, and I know Lacey Evans doesn't fit that role either. Cause she's going to be a heel coming back after she was bounced back to SmackDown. They're going to yeah. add some heels over here. They need some baby Bailey's faces. on her way. So. 
Bailey, I think, is is got to be there. She's got to be there sooner rather than later. She's got to yeah. show up. She's got to be in that money in the bank ladder. Yeah, match. yeah. Has I, and I think she's Has ready. To be. I think she's ready. I hope she's ready. But that's a nice little segue, by the way, there, as we move. By the way, to answer the question, yes, I think that's true. Roxanne Perez will defeat Mandy Rose uh, for the NXT Women's Champion. So speaking of money in the bank, never too early to talk about this, right? We finally got those briefcases hanging up there. We saw Montez Ford almost jump right into those suckers as he did the five-star frog splash and his tag team on Monday. Didn't have time to talk about this with SP3, so I'll bring it up here. Jeremy, you're the booker. Okay. Right? Stanford is paying you a pretty penny to put together this money in the bank ladder match. You got your future riding on this. <laughs> got to get the money in the bank matches right this year. Who are you booking to win these matches, both men's and women's? Well, obviously, Cody getting hurt throws a wrench into that. So not right now, your top, your, your top two competitors are Seth Rollins to where Cody can screw Rollins when he tries to cash in or Bobby Lashley, who have, they, they have been pushing and he has been getting tremendous reactions from the crowd. I, I think, think he's the guy who's going to fight Roman at money in the bank, but yeah, those are going to be your top two options right now. Riddle is another uh, option as well, depending on how long Randy wants to take a vacation. Uh, he's always another option because uh, I know Vince is well, uh, 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 well behind him, so I think he is definitely Kevin Owens is another name. You know, he re-signed yep. that big deal. There's a, there's going to be an eventual time where they pull that trigger on him again, and he's a world champion. So those are going to be the guys to immediately look for on the women's side. I'm sorry to say it, but she's never won it, and they still want her to get to her daddy. I think Charlotte's going to win money at the women's. Uh, I, as much as I groan and don't want it, that would hurt my soul. Honestly, it, it would. She's never won money in the bank, and you know very damn well that they want to get her to 16. So, uh, and they so probably I, want to get her every accolade. Uh, and you know, but yeah. there, there's part of that would be that would be poetic because there have been so many of the women's money in the bank. I think like 80% of the women's money in the bank cash ins have been on Charlotte. So, there would yeah. be, there would be some, uh, you know, poetry there some justice Half of them. there for charlotte Half of them or 60% of them I was going to say what is it 4 out 3 of, out of 5 3 out of 5 Yep it was Nikki ASH who cashed in on her Bailey Bailey cashed in on her Carmella Oh that's right Carmella yeah that would have taken me a while to remember cuz that was uh, way other, back The other two were uh, Bliss on Nia Jax and uh, Oscar on Becky Lynch Oscar uh but um, Oscar but that was the uh, pregnancy announcement so right, it wasn't really exactly, a, an exactly. attack <laughs> It wasn't um, really I'm an attack I'm expecting both of those ladies to be in the money in the bank ladder match this year I I know, I know people want them to have kind of like the, another one-on-one -on -one match but we've seen it so much I think again, going back to you know, there's some poetry here. Their their whole thing in 2019 when Becky went away started over the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, Becky's brought it up ad nauseum. She handed Oscar her championship in that yeah. Money in the Bank briefcase. I think it makes a ton of sense to put both of them in that Money in the Bank ladder match, and I think this card deserves to have both of them on it. So I think Oscar and Becky will be competing for the briefcase. Do I think either one of them will win? No, I do not. Who is going to win on the women's side? That is a really, really tough question. I mean, it should be Liv Morgan, but it's going to be Charlotte. Yeah, I don't know. 
man. Hey, I, I say Becky Lynch is my second because she's never won it either, and she's going to be as low as she can get. She lost to Dana Brooke. She's going to lose to Asuka at, at Money in the Bank. That's probably going to be a match at Money in the Bank because that's been a good feud. Asuka trolled her and screwed her over on Monday, so I think that's going to be a Money in the Bank match. Um, I think she wins the briefcase, and then um, they're going to do that that true WWE fashion. Uh, they're going to have the rematch, but it's not going to be for the title uh, where where Bianca Belair defeats Becky at SummerSlam to get that win back from last year's 26-second debacle And because WWE loves to book their Money in the Bank briefcase winners to lose. So I think Becky could win the Money in the Bank and then lose at SummerSlam to Bianca Belair, where that's going to be non-title because I think Rhea is going to take it from her at Money in the Bank. I don't, I don't think Rhea's taking it from Bianca at Money in the Bank. I think I think that's a little too convoluted for WWE's sake in the, in this case. I think it's going to be very meat and potatoes. I think Becky yeah. and Bianca is going to get a match. Becky and Bianca is going to be a Raw Women's Championship match at SummerSlam. It yeah. doesn't need to be, which is why I talked about it on the show yesterday with, with SP3. I think this is the wrong time to book Rhea and, and Bianca yeah. because Rhea should be beating Bianca for the yeah. championship. Yeah, which uh, means she's not going to be in the Money in the Bank match either, which means she ain't going to win that. Oh, I think she's going to beat Bianca now. There's no way they can't have her lose. There's just oh, absolutely no way. Oh, of course no they can. They lost the uh, Judgment Day lost their meal ticket. Well, their meal ticket, their success was Edge. Yeah, we'll but talk they about them. But they we'll won. Uh, I, I figured Rhea would win it at Clash uh, and like Dewdrop that would win. Sense. And I thought Dewdrop would win the Fatal 4-Way because Dew, Dewdrop would be a, an easily expendable person at Money in the Bank to, to Bianca Belair. And, and continue on but now they got Rhea I don't think I don't think Rhea is losing at money in the bank now unless there's some kind of uh unless there's some kind of DQ or anything where they stretch this thing out uh I what which how can you stretch it out if you're going to do Becky and Bianca so I I think I, Rhea wins the title and I think it, I honestly think Becky and Bianca at SummerSlam and Rhea and live for the title at SummerSlam I think those are your two those are your two matchups there's going to be two women's matchups from raw but it's going to be Rhea and live for the title i really don't see that um going back to the question of just who wins the money in the bank briefcase i think your top two contenders i think Liv morgan has to be there but until they actually book her to win a match that matters yeah you get that bit i'm not going to believe that it's going to happen and i think a lot of it has to come down to with She's incredibly talented. She works incredibly hard. The fans adore her, but I don't know if she knows who she is. She is still stuck in that Becky Lynch 2016, 17, 18 phase where the crowd loves her. She's great. She works hard. She's great in the ring, but she doesn't really have an identity. She doesn't really have a care. She's just, she so just need, live. So they need Nia Jax to break her nose then, right? Uh, something. I don't know. She's missing. <laughs> I don't know what it is. She's missing something. And I think WWE knows she's missing something. And I say that as somebody who absolutely adores her and has been a, a champion for her for a very, very long time. Uh, and I love the work that she puts in. The, but I, again, there's just, I don't know what it is. I don't know. If she knows what it is, but there's just something missing from her. I don't think WWE pulls the trigger. I think the person who wins the women's money in the bank ladder match this year is somebody who's already won it. It's going to be Alexa Bliss. They are it they are building her up for something i thought maybe she would win the fatal four-way because she had been winning matches since she came back but maybe she wins money in the bank 
Maybe she cashes it in on Ronda Rousey to get some uh, some some long overdue uh, revenge from her standpoint, and you can move her on over to SmackDown, you know, without having to make a trade or this, that, and the other thing. And that would be a way again to bolster that roster because the Raw Women's Division is deep. The bench is very thin over on SmackDown. I think that's the move there. When it comes to the men, I think the one that makes the most sense is Seth Rollins. That's the one that makes all the sense in the world, especially after what they did on Monday. Mm-hmm. Seth, unless Seth Rollins wins money in the bank, cashes in, defeats Roman Reigns, captures the WWE Universal Championship, and then Cody Rhodes wins the Royal Rumble and challenges Seth Rollins for the world title at WrestleMania 39 in Los Angeles and beats him for a fourth time, <laughs> Cody's that, not- attack, that attack on Monday is overkill. It's 100% overkill, and all it does is establish Seth Rollins as 100% a dick. That's <laughs> all it does. He, he's, he's got no three-dimensional. There's, there's no good in him, right? The, the, I used the Star Wars analogy yesterday. All of the force inside of him, all of the good inside of him has gone away. He's now 100% Sith. I loved the ending where he shook his hand and said, look, yeah. I respect you. I still don't like you. But it's done. It's over. You've earned my respect. Welcome back home. That showed some three-dimensionalness to his character. I thought they were going to make him a babyface now that Cody was going to be gone for six months. That would have been the choice for me instead of Edge. Instead of turning Edge back into a babyface, that would have been the choice for me. Well, hey, uh, uh, Cody did not rule out money in the bank. Do you think we all know he's a a stubborn? We know he's a stubborn son of a bitch. Does he hold off surgery? To go money, no, no way. there's no not way. A, no, not a chance in hell. But not a chance. Stubborn. In hell. He's, he's stubborn. That, he he's... can't sit on that for a month. No, uh, and man. then go. The only way he's winning money in the bank is if they do Brock Lesnar. If they do the Brock Lesnar booking, where he they got a mystery opponent, then he yeah. trudges. But he doesn't no. want to win it that way. That's not no. how they're going to book it. That doesn't make no. any sense. Cody yeah, Lee. no. And, they and did he... this attack. They did this attack to write him off. Think about that. Think about the mental gymnastics that had to go through somebody's <clears throat> creative mind to go, you know what we need to do? We need to have Seth Rollins attack Cody one more time so we can write him off for injury purposes. Yeah, Motherfucker, he... he already had a completely <laughs> torn peck. And he didn't write off money in the bank on his speech. Which was dumb. Don't, why are you teasing that? Like, you're not coming back in four weeks. Until I hear that he has had that on Wednesday or Thursday, I am... Still holding. He's supposed hope. to have it today. He, uh, according to commentary, he's supposed to have it today. Reports yeah. were that he's going to have it on Thursday. So yeah. uh, I'm sure WWE will put out a statement and said, hey, he had a successful pec surgery. And, you know, he, he'll he be back in four to six months, not four to six weeks. It I'd would say be, Rumble. It it's got to be Rumble. Be, it's got to be Rumble. That's got to be the next. Th- it's such it's such a, uh, a, a stereotypical thing to do. It's such a, you know, an easy thing for them to do like the huge Royal rumble pop return and he wins it. It's it's they've done it so many times, but you know what? It would be so damn. <laughs> it's a good. formula that works. It's a formula that 100% works. Um, So Cody is not going to win money in the bank. I think Seth makes all the sense in the world. And I agree with you. Kevin Owens would be good. A lot of these other names you threw out would be good, but there's one name. And I want to throw out there as a possibility that nobody is talking about. And this one. No, not Ezekiel. <laughs> there is one name that I want to throw out. Sammy Zane. Oh, I, I mentioned that on top story today. I, I, I think I threw out Sammy's name. 
I think Sami Zayn entering the money in the bank as a way to protect Roman Reigns. And then he cashes on in on him. Briefcase, to hold on to the briefcase to make sure that nobody cashes in on him. And yeah. then we so and then he wins it, right? Like the Usos help him win or something yeah. like that. Yeah. The Usos help Sami Zayn win the money in the bank briefcase. And then we can go on this story, right? That we've already been the, the train can can continue to go where Sammy thinks he's part of the bloodline. He's one of the honorary Uses. He's holding that that briefcase lock and chain. He's never gonna cash in on it to protect Roman Reigns and do a favor for the family and for the bloodline. And then something happens, whether it, he oh. hears the the bloodline talking shit about him or they, they screw Kinda him like over. the Batista thing. Remember Batista was in yes. the hallway and he heard overheard him. And then he gave me all thumbs down. Yeah, the baby exactly. face. The exactly. Baby face pop. The big the- baby face turn. And then somewhere down the line, Sami Zayn cashes in his money in the bank briefcase and beats Roman oh, Reigns to win the, the world. Pop, the pop he would get for clocking Roman with the briefcase and cashing it in would be tremendous. <laughs> and here's the thing. That title run wouldn't even have to be long at no, all. At no. all, you no. the next pay per view you could book book Sami Zayn versus versus Roman Reigns and Roman could win. Yeah, he could. He really yeah. could. Uh, but that that would be the ultimate culmination to me anyway. That would be the ultimate culmination to this Sami Zayn, USO bloodline storyline is to have him win Money in the Bank. Have him cash in on Roman when he was supposed to be protecting Roman <laughs> in the first damn wow. place. Yeah. And then you make the big baby face turn. And now you've got a top level baby face in Sami Zayn, who the crowd wants to love anyway. Yeah, I, I threw Sami's name out there, but I didn't think about the, the possibilities that that could bring if he did win it. So that I do like that idea a lot. That would be a big pop. At 100%, it would. And I think the, the crowd would uh, eat it up. All right. So you went with whom again for Money in the Bank? Um, I said Rollins and Charlotte. Rollins and Charlotte. I'm going to go with Rollins and Bliss. Although, God, I love that idea of of Sami Zayn yeah. so much that I want to talk myself into it. I want to talk myself into it. I want to talk myself into it. But I don't have a faith that WWE creative <laughs> would have that kind of vision. It's too to good of an idea. That's it's too good of an idea. Just like my I Quit match idea with the right? Kevin Owens and Ezekiel. It's, I thought it's that like, was gonna happen. Holy shit! That I thought close. that was gonna happen. Or that I close. Thought, I thought. I thought. There were two times during Monday Night Raw I thought I was booking that show. And then both times I decided to just smack me down at the last second. Yeah, that's what Vince does. I'm still in. I'm just still in shock. All, all of this. I'm still trying to wrap my brain about everything that's going on with, with the Judgment Day or the new Judgment Day or Judgment Day 2.0 uh, with Edge being kicked out of his own group two months after it uh, it came together. Uh, hell, they've only been a trio for a month now. Uh, Finn Balor replacing Edge as the leader of uh, Judgment Day in a move that made absolutely no sense from a storyline standpoint. And we got an update from uh, Fightful uh, Select. Sean Rossap reporting that they can confirm, PW Insider's report, that Edge has been moved back to the babyface side of the internal depth chart as of Tuesday. Uh, for those asking if it was a reactionary move toward the Cody Rhodes injury, they are still working to confirm. But what they can say is, this seems more reactionary to the direction that WWE wanted to take Judgment Day. Fightful Select was told by sources that WWE had mentioned taking Judgment Day a supernatural route, which Edge was said to have been opposed to. 
Word started to emerge in the afternoon and hours ahead of Raw that a big shift involving Finn Balor and Edge was set to happen. Although uh, that was uh, firmly set on Monday, the pitch to have Balor as a member of Judgment Day came well before that. Fightful sources indicated uh, to them that the, the week prior that Balor was set to turn heel and join the group days before Hell in a Cell. However, uh, there was no mention at that point of Edge leaving the group so jeremy buying or selling edge being removed from judgment day over creative differences um i heard about this before that came out so yes i will buy that i heard about the supernatural stuff uh before the the fightful select uh, and we came saw out. a little bit of it with the purple lighting and the demon eyes with with uh, damian priest and that kind of went away there for a little you, you got to remember edge is not a full-time star either so maybe this was not a long-term plan for edge anyways because balor has been long rumored to join the group uh though i didn't want it to happen i wanted him to you know i wanted him aj and Liv to kind of stay as a group together initially but... you were all for it though yeah uh yeah but now you get to see uh you know you get to see the bullet club side of finn that you've never seen in in wwe so that's going to be kind of cool but is he the leader i don't know damien did all the talking and did all the clocking so yeah uh, but but finn is a silver tongue devil that got him to to true. talk at damien and Rhea into turning on edge saying that true. edge was the weak link so when, they're doing the dirty work yeah yeah when, when edge was the weak link, the imagine again i'll use the term mental gymnastics imagine the mental gymnastics of trying to put together and figure that edge an 11 time world champion a hall of famer the guy who brought you guys together to elevate your careers and again he was the bulletproof part of this. This group was going to get every chance to succeed because Edge was involved in it. You pull that guy out saying he's the weak link and we're going to all hail Prince Balor now when Balor ain't won shit for four damn years on the main roster. He has no. never, since he was hurt as universal champion, he has never been presented as a guy that WWE was fully fully invested in they had a chance to pull the trigger at extreme rules in columbus and they literally well, pulled the floor out from under they, they pulled the trigger but then he got hurt exactly but i'm saying when they pulled the trigger in 2016 since then yeah since then they have not been invested in him for whatever reason even though the guy has everything you want in a superstar i i think this was i, I almost think this was the plan all the time because again edge is not a full-time guy so there was only so much he was going to be doing with this group. So I, I almost think this was the full on plan. Unless I was being lied to. I don't buy that because I talked to Damian Priest four days ago. This was Edge's idea. He called up Damian Priest and said, hey, look, I want you in this. I want Rhea Ripley in this. It's going to be the three of us. I'm going to elevate you guys and we're going to push forward. I really doubt the second half of that phone call was going to be, I'm going to get you guys started, and then we're going to have Damian Priest take over two months in. Like, Or excuse me, not Damian Priest, but uh, we're going to have Finn Balor take over two months in. Or if he that was, was the case, I don't know if, if Damian would say yes to that. Or he was uh, in kayfabe when he said that. Maybe, possibly, but are you working your coworkers? I don't know. Okay, I mean, Edge MJF is. is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Edge is one of these dudes who's always working, right? But. He Man, just, he's not a full timer, so how could he's not going to be on the road 300 yeah, days a year? I, so I leading understand that, but you know, he was gone for days during this buildup. Yeah, that's true. He was gone for days. You don't, you don't always need him there. You could record promos again if you know where a story's going. You could record a ton of stuff 
backstage segments and this, that, and the other thing ahead of time. And, you know, Edge could be there without actually being there. There's ways to work around. Did you ever hear the story about how they filmed Sunny, Sunny in Philadelphia? Mm-mm. Ever hear that? Mm-mm. I believe it was the first or second season of Sunny in Philadelphia, whenever they brought Danny DeVito on, right? Mm-hmm. He had a huge, huge filming schedule. They had to shoot every scene for the entire season with Danny DeVito in like two weeks. Hmm. So they filmed, they literally filmed every scene with Danny DeVito for the entire season in like a two week stretch and then had to go back and reshoot every week, which meant they had to go back and make sure they had the right costumes. They had to make sure they had everybody look the same, like continuity matched for every episode. They planned everything out meticulously to a point so they could get Danny DeVito in that role and be a part of that series. You can do that in big television productions. I have faith that WWE could have found a way to keep Edge as the head of this group and still on his part-time schedule. I'm not Maybe. buying. I'm not. This this group, Maybe which it was a home run, seems doomed from the get-go because WWE, one, panicked with yeah. Cody Rhodes, and two, they saw a vision for this group that Edge wasn't on board with. So they said, well, if we take Edge away, we can do what we want with Judgment Day. And I think this group's going to be dead in the water because they're going to have Rhea Ripley lose her first big match at Money in the Bank, and then they don't have Edge that they can draw back on, so they're not going to feel compelled to book them as highly as they normally would. I don't have good feelings for Judgment Day without Edge. This unless in, unless it comes out that this was completely reactionary to Cody, I, I just have I just feel like this was the plan all along for a big swerve. I just say, and it's going to elevate Finn finally. Uh, it could even elevate him to a title if they ever split the titles. Uh, I don't know if they're ever going to do that, but who knows? But it I could, don't. it could work. I hope it, I'm wrong. I hope I'm yeah. wrong because the talent is there for this group. Yeah. If they had started this from the get-go, they had started this from the get-go. If they said, hey, here's a here's a faction of Rhea Ripley, Damian Priest, and Finn Balor, I would have said, hell and yes, I am completely on board. Babyface heel does not matter. You want to make them spooky? Cool. The talent's there. I love that combination. I, I just, yeah, I, I, it just... Just the combination of Edge's schedule and the fact that uh, Balor was brought to NXT to rebuild himself, and they never capitalized on that yet. I think they, when they started this, they saw an opportunity to bring Balor on, and then and they thought, hey, let's just do this huge swerve that nobody's going to see coming because nobody saw that coming on Monday. So let's just we'll put this huge swerve in. Nobody saw it on Monday because it didn't make sense. <laughs> it was so rushed. Yeah. It was so rushed, and that's the other thing. You can't tell me that this was creative differences and didn't have anything to do with Cody Rhodes because if this was your if this was your plan all along this would have made more sense spread out over the course of several more weeks and several more months with Finn in the group and actually build the dissension in the ranks this was so rushed this was so last minute this made no sense whatsoever in the time frame based off of their booking recently i'm i'm not buying the creative differences at least as the sole reasoning for this i still um, think they panicked over the cody Rhodes. yeah if, if it's confirmed that it's because of cody it'll make complete sense if it's not then i feel like it was the original plan all Again, along edge was, or excuse me rollins was if you're looking for somebody for a baby face to fill cody Rhodes, rollins was the slam dunk you not didn't. anymore not anymore but he was until he came running out there with that sledgehammer to injury right off a guy who already had a legitimate injury uh, real quick, lastly, because we're already 55 minutes into this half-hour podcast, call your shot tonight. Big 
big AEW Dynamite. We know John Moxley will be in the main event where the winner will go on to Forbidden Door to challenge for the interim AEW World Championship. The opening of the show will feature a battle royal. The winner will face John Moxley in the main event. Who is going to win that battle royal? Who, I say, Jeremy, Ooh. is going to win the battle royal and face John Moxley in the main event of AEW Dynamite? Brian Danielson. He's out, though. He's hurt. Is he? Yeah, he's going to be out for a couple weeks. I, I, I don't fault you because so many people have been injured in the last few weeks. Uh, but Brian Danielson literally could not fly to an event because he was hurt. Uh, so he's going to be out for, I believe, one to two weeks. So I don't know if he's going to be available tonight. So I'll give you, uh, a, I'll give you a mulligan. <laughs> well, I've heard this being brought up, and I don't want it to happen. I've heard a lot of people bring up MJF, and I don't think that they should bring, do that because he should stretch out this feud with the establishment much further. There's so many things they can do with that. Uh, so they should not push mjf absolutely not at all um geez now you know i don't know i i you go ahead and i'll think about it here see because i'm still thinking I'm, I'm sitting here going you know what what would make a lot of sense can we have can we have some fun here can it be you know somebody like hook right could it be hook could it be somebody <laughs> like wardlow i think badass. wardlow and john moxley would have a really good match but does it make a whole lot of sense for for wardlow to to lose to john uh, that's the thing uh, john moxley uh, uh, i got john it moxley's winning this matchup so it's i got it you, who, i got who, it because he's gonna have help to win malachi black malachi black would be a good call i think malachi black would be a hell of a call they're finally done with death triangle they need something for him to do mm-hmm but do you want him to lose that match? That's the question. Because again, Moxley's winning. Like it's this, Moxley this, and Tanahashi. It's, yeah, it's Moxley and Tanahashi. It's like a this, match this, they've this been whole, wanting for these, years. These, <laughs> this Tony Khan and I, 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 God love him for actually like going out of his way to to book some stuff for us to watch. And look, it, it's Tanahashi and Moxley. Like that, yep. that's what's going to happen. They've none been wanting this, that match for years. So none, none of this. Uh, actually, uh, you know, that's happening is going to, is going to matter in the long run. Um, you know, when it comes to the, 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 the booking, cause it's already done. It's already, yeah, set. I, didn't, I didn't know. I didn't, I know, I know Brian got pulled from that, but I didn't realize he was confirmed out for Wednesday. So, yeah. Um, so I mean, hangman would be an option, but he's already got a match on the card, right? No. Yeah. He's Dan- facing, uh, he's facing, uh, Finley Danielson's out. Man, it's tough. If Darby yeah. Allen might be a good shot, if if he if, if they weren't holding the tag titles, I'd say Jungle Boy. But no, nah, I I like Malachi Black. He'll have the House of Black in there with him. Uh, I think it makes booking sense that they help him win that. I'd say Miro, but damn it, man, he he shouldn't be losing right now. Scorpio's already calling him out. So you know what'd be fun? You know what'd be fun? Here's the guy I'm gonna pick. Here's the guy I'm gonna pick. Because it doesn't matter because he it would be a fuck a fantastic it match. It doesn't matter. It would be a fantastic match and this guy could lose. It doesn't matter. Pack. Hmm? Oh, that'd be great. Give me Pack. I'll pick Pack. Pack wins the, the battle royal, goes to the main event. He and Moxley steal the show. Moxley wins. That's yeah. what I'm gonna call. Because again, that's that's a guy that is credible. He's fantastic. It would put on a great match, and it doesn't hurt him to lose at all. I think that is pinpoint the guy you want to put in there. Although you could just have fun and have Danhausen win. <laughs> Think about that. Know. Have Danhausen win and then go into the main event with Moxley and just get obliterated. He's, he's trying to curse Mox. 
uh, you know, uh, you know, I, I wouldn't put him past it to have Adam Cole win. No, because again, he's one of these guys who shouldn't who shouldn't be losing right now. He lost plenty yeah. enough already in the AEW World Title Picture to Hangman Adam Page, and he just won the Owen Hart. Um, so again, yeah. you gotta find that guy. It all depends on what Tony wants to do. Does he want to have fun? Yeah, with the if event? he's in the battle royal, he's gonna. It's a loss too there. So yeah. So like, does he want to have fun? But there's there's a difference between getting to tossed over a top rope and actually getting your, your shoulders pinned to the ground or tapping out. Um, does I feel Tony pretty strongly about Malachi with the help of, the, of Brody King and and it, Buddy. It's gonna come down to does Tony Khan want to have fun? In which case, he could book something like Danhausen, where the main what? event is is three minutes long. Why or does would he, he want to put? Or does he want to put on a hell of a main event? Uh, in which case, I think Pack makes a ton of sense. Pack or Darby yeah. Allen, I think, is what I'm going to go with. Tonight. Yeah, I don't think he wants to just have fun with this. This is a kind of a serious so thing. Imagine the crowd reaction, though. <laughs> yeah. Ox and Danhausen, come on, man. man. I, I, I honestly would love to see Hook, uh, but he's undefeated right now. So exactly. Don't, you so don't want to do right, that. It ain't the right time for that. So you got to no. find a guy who's going to put on a great match. I tell you what, it's not going to hurt. Be, him uh, lose, and I think Pack's that guy. If he was booked a little better, Max Caster would be a great one to win, but he's already been smoked by Moxley Yo, before. Listen. He, man, listen. those guys are over. Once Bowens, once Bowens gets back and they break away from the ass boys, man. I'm just going to I'm just going to do this. You're going to scissor yourself. I'm just going to scissor to to close out the show. Them guys are over. But yeah, he's already been smoked by Moxley. I'm sticking with Malachi Black, man. That's the match. That's booking. Right. Booking. Well, SP3 and I will uh, be back tomorrow, 7 a.m., to talk about how wrong you were uh, with everything you said on this show tonight. But we love you. It's okay. I, I love having you on because we we think so differently. Uh, so it, it works out. It makes for a great conversation. We appreciate everybody who tuned in to all 61 minutes of this half-hour podcast today here on the Believe in Pro Wrestling YouTube channel and available anywhere and everywhere that podcasts are available. Please hammer the thumbs up button. Please hammer the subscribe button wherever you're listening to us. It really, really helps us out. Again, check out my pin tweet at Rick Uchino on Twitter, R-I-C-K-U-C-C-H-I-N-O. Retweet that. Win yourself some tickets to SummerSlam Nissan Stadium in Nashville, I believe on July 29th. I believe that is the date. Check out my pin tweet. Follow him on Twitter at JB Huskers. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday. Enjoy AEW Dynamite. This has been the Believe in Pro Wrestling Podcast brought to you by Bet. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.